Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. It's my turn. It is. Yeah. Yay. And I'm going to talk about someone exciting today. Are you? Yes. What are we, what are we talking about? I want to talk about Clive Barker. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky. Good one. I don't know anything about him. I can see you sharding your pants already. I know. He's so scary. <laughs> Laura's terrified of Clive Barker He scares films. me. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it. All mm-hmm. right. Clive Barker, English playwright, author, film director, and visual artist. Mm. Ooh. Known for his work in the horror and dark fantasy genres. So you yes. know I'm a fan. Yes. Considered to be one of the most prominent contemporary English writers. Interesting. Yes, major horror icon and a gay icon as well. Hello. Hello. So I figured let's dive on in. We haven't really discussed him. No, not at all. I felt like he maybe needed a witch whisper. His own. Yeah, his movies are a little intense. Wow, they are. They are, so I didn't want to just jump right into one of his films. Yes. I wanted to introduce you to him first. scar the shit out of people. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) All right, so Clive Barker, born October 5th, 1952 in Liverpool, England. I did not know he was born in England. No, I didn't know he was British. No, and I read that he grew up near Penny Lane. Made famous by the Beatles. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he is a Libra sun, Taurus moon, and Leo rising. Wow, I find that shocking. Yeah. For his movies. Is, yeah. <laughs> what did you expect? Oh, I a lot of fire. Lot I of mean, fire. there's Leo, but... Yeah, uh, Fact Check Jake over there also has a Leo rising. I yes. do indeed. And he is a massive Clive Barker fan, so, so I think that's cool. Scorpio. Oh my God, that's what I was going to say. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Another Libra we're talking about mm. here, though. Very cool. All right, so he studied English and philosophy at the University of Liverpool. 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 <laughs> nope, that wasn't right. That wasn't it. <laughs> that wasn't the accent, I don't think. <laughs> I think, I think I nailed it. Okay. Well, I always suck, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> While in school, he became really involved in live theater, both mm-hmm. on stage and behind the scenes. Oh, cool. He kind of had mm-hmm. his hand in everything. He wrote many plays and even co-founded a theatrical group called The Dog Company in 1978 alongside some friends. Yeah. One of which was Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley? Isn't that fucking cool? Yes. I will talk about him in a minute. Okay. All right, so they put on several plays, many of which were written by Barker. Mm. Many of these plays were horror-focused and acted as a stepping stone for his writing career. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Barker shifted his focus from theater when he began crafting horror and fantasy fiction tales, which were mainly short stories. Interesting. I had just had a thought. What? Was his theater company called Dog because his last name is Barker? Oh. <laughs> Am I right? The Am dog I right? Barker company? I don't know. I uh, hope so. Kind wow. of. Wow. I just cute. I just shocked myself. Laura, are you like so proud of yourself right I now? I am. I am. How did that I'm not beaming. Hit me? <laughs> I'm going to call him up and I'm going to ask him. Cuz if it wasn't that's fucking wild. 
All right, he was inspired to write horror specifically after coming across an anthology series called Dark Forces, which seems very interesting. Maybe we should talk about it in another episode. All right. But this collection made him realize that there can actually be a lot of depth to horror stories. Hmm. Uh, They can have variations in themes and tone. They can be comedic and tragic. They're unrestricted. Wow. This kind of opened the door for him. That is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Some of his (laughs) other influences include Edgar Allan Poe. Of course. Ray Bradbury. 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 (laughs) Bradbury. The Halloween tree, right? The accent came back to me. Yes. (laughs) Bradbury. Bradbury. And William S. Burroughs. Like Cadbury. (laughs) Is that the eggs? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The chocolate. Oh, my God. That should be a crossover. Ray Bradbury eggs. (laughs) I like that. TM. Nobody steal that. (laughs) All right. So Barker compiled some of these short stories into a collection called Books of Blood. Ooh. Which was first published in 1934. <laughs> we have it. I highly suggest getting your hands on it okay. if you're interested in this kind of stuff. He eventually continued this in five other volumes. So mm-hmm. there's six wow. books of blood. <laughs> Laura, I know of, you want a lot all. of blood. That's a lot of blood. Uh, these stories usually featured ordinary people caught in various terrifying <laughs> scenarios. So they are supposed to be scary, uh-huh, Laura. Uh-huh. Uh, I did want to mention the tagline for Books of Blood because I think it does give you a good glimpse into Barker's mind. Okay. Okay. Everybody is a book of blood. Wherever we're opened, we're read. Like R-E-D. <laughs> okay. Like R-E-A-D. Do you get I, it? I, I get okay. it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you were staring okay. at me like you didn't get it. It took me a second. He is very fascinating. You can tell that he is an air sign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And his mind is just... just all over the place. Yes, yes. Okay. So the first volume of Books of Blood took off big time, making Barker an overnight success, quote unquote, because he had been doing <laughs> stuff for a bit, right? For a long time. Yes, an overnight success in the writing world. It won many awards, and Stephen King even dubbed him the future of horror. Ooh. Ooh. In 1985, he published his first of many horror novels mm-hmm. called The Damnation Game which helped expand his already growing audience. Wow. Wow. So much so that film adaptations of his work began popping up. Okay. Including Rawhead Rex mm. in 1986. Never I have heard of never that. seen this. No. I've heard of it. It's big in the horror community. I've never seen okay. it. Okay. But Barker was actually rather displeased with how his material was handled. Mm. They like wouldn't let him on the set. And I guess they didn't involve him enough. I don't know. How does that even happen? Exactly. So he began taking matters into his own hands. As he should. Yep. And in 1987, he directed a little movie called Hellraiser. Ooh. He's like, I'll take care of this myself. (laughs) I'll do this myself, bitches. This was based on his novella, The Hellbound Heart. Mm. And this Mm -hmm. is where Doug Bradley comes in, who I mentioned earlier. He played Pinhead, the main character in this film series. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, This series, if you've not seen it, I'll definitely talk about it. It's a little, I don't even know how to explain Hellraiser. Dark and scary. Dark and scary, yes. Um, It became a cult classic and spawned many sequels. Mm -hmm. This was his directorial debut. Wow. So, like, let that fucking sink in. Accolades. He continued directing and producing after this. Mm -hmm. And one random note, while we're on Hellraiser, and Stranger Things Season 4, the new one, right? Vecna, mm-hmm. you know, the bad guy, mm-hmm. is definitely 
inspired. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We were watching interviews, and they said it. Oh. Very Hellraiser. Very Hellraiser. But Jake pointed it out while we were watching, and he was like, oh, that's definitely Hellraiser. And you know how they pull from 80s movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Try to go and find that. It's very cool. Cool. So Barker has given the horror community some of its most iconic films and material Mm -hmm. and has inspired many. I will leave a link on our website to all of his work because it is extensive. Yes. And we'd be here for a while. Be here for a long time. If I were to list it all. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to sink your teeth into. There's something for everyone. Some of his books are even written for young adults. Oh, really? Yep. And he's also a longtime comic and graphic novel fan. So he has some of his own of those as well. So again, something for everybody, right? It always fascinates me, the people that are interested in comics. Yeah. Yeah. I could see the graphic novel thing with him. Uh, In one of the interviews we were watching, it said like a lot of his stuff couldn't be shown in movies. uh So he kind of has free reign over there. Oh, I see. Very interesting. So some films based on his works include... Obviously, Hellraiser. Yes. Nightbreed, which you like. I like that one. Yeah. Candyman. Love the Candyman. Which you also love. Yes. Lord of Illusions in the Midnight Meat Train. Midnight Meat Train. I've seen the Lord of Illusions. Have you? Yes. I have not seen that. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, Laura's like, I'm still proving my pants <laughs> over here. So some common themes and subjects in his work mm-hmm. include blurred lines. Blurred lines. Blurred, blurred lines. <laughs> Between the real world and supernatural slash fantastical worlds, uh-huh, uh-huh. sexuality, dreams, despair and suffering. Yeah, fun times. Yep, that's I picked that right out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Physical transformations, flesh in the body. Yeah. So some body horror type of stuff comes yeah. in there. Uh, heavily flawed characters, religion, and LGBTQ plus themes. Nice. Yeah. So speaking of, Barker is a gay man. Mm-hmm. He says it's never been a secret, but this became well-known to the public around 1996. Okay. Wow, going way back. I'm aging myself. (laughs) Uh, This obviously plays a part in his work, so some stories feature gay characters while others have queer subtexts. Nice. Uh, His stories and characters often challenge traditional, heteronormative, and patriarchal power structures. Wow. Say that five times fast. Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Barker also clearly challenges the idea of binaries quite often, which I find fascinating. So, like, pleasure and pain, masculine and feminine, heaven and hell. Okay. All right. Uh, There are a lot of great articles, which I will link on our website, about the queer themes in his work. Nice. Specifically, Hellraiser and Nightbreed, Mm. which I would recommend giving a read if you're interested. Yes, And again, I will cover both of those. Yes. Maybe you should cover Nightbreed. I love Nightbreed. That's one of our favorites. We got a poster downstairs. We watched it at our wedding. And the character's name is Lori. Oh, my God, Lori. Yes. Cute. It was after you. Yeah. (laughs) It was. Inspired. Yeah. So another thing about Clive Barker is he is also an accomplished visual artist. Which I don't think a lot of people know. I'm a huge fan of his artwork. He's very talented. His artwork is so fucking cool. It is my mission in life to get Jake one of his original paintings. Wow. One day when we're rich. One day. (laughs) One day we will have one. Uh, His artwork can be seen through illustrations in many of his books. His work has been showcased in exhibitions all over the world. Wow, fascinating. Is it exhibitions or? Exhibits. Exhibitions. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I try to say things? He exhibits his exhibitions. Thank you. I went to art school. He's an exhibitionist. one would think (laughs) that I would know, but I don't. 
Again, his paintings are really fucking cool. Um, he's got a really unique style. Yeah. I read that his paintings often inspire his writing. So he'll like Ooh, interesting. draw or create a character and then write a story based off of that. So what came first, the art or the the film exactly. or the story? Exactly. Isn't that fun? Interesting. If you're interested in learning more about this fascinating man, check out his work and the little documentary from 1992, wow. good year, called Clive Barker, The Art of Horror. Wow. You've seen the cover. We have mm-hmm. it on VHS mm-hmm. down there. It's mm-hmm. where his face is transforming into pinheads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We watched it today. It's very cool. It's is basically it? just him rambling. Really? Again, he's an air sign. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's just like, blah, blah, blah. I need to tell you all the things. Yes, but wow, is he interesting. Yeah, really? I would just like to sit down with him, give him a topic, and just let him go. Let him go. Very yeah. well spoken. He seems very intelligent. Wow. Very intelligent. Okay. Yeah. Had a lot of cool things to say. So go check it out. Interesting. That is Clive Barker. Well, that was fascinating. Thank you for uh, teaching because I literally knew nothing about him. I didn't really either. I mean, I knew a little bit because we're a fan of his work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's super cool. Wow. Awesome. I love to learn new things. Definitely an icon. Woohoo. Cool. Up top. Are you going to go and watch some of his movies? <laughs> I will not be watching. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser. Yeah. She no, just blocked see, I blocked that memory. from my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's so good, but it's you have to be in one of those moods. Terrifying. It's not like a casual watch, you know, like, oh, I'm in the mood to pop in a movie. Let yeah. me stick in Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have very eclectic tastes, We're all, but we've already talked about, like, the, uh, this, the horror movies that are too scary are not my, not my jam. Yeah. I like the campy, funny. You do. Yeah, yeah. this, not campy. Even nope. though it was made in the 80s, man. They not really went campy. for it. It was yeah. really fucking scary. Yeah. So go check it out. Yeah, you're into it. Awesome. All right. That's all I got. All right. Well, catch us Friday for our full length episode. Yes, please. All right. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.